And it is 2 Kings 3, verses 4 to 19. Um, It's on page 572 if you want to follow along, but otherwise I think that the words will be on the screens as well. Listen to God's word. Now Mesha, king of Moab, raised sheep, and he had to supply the king of Israel with 100,000 lambs and with the wool of 100,000 rams. But after Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So at that time, King Joram set out from Samaria and mobilized all Israel. He also sent this message to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? I will go with you, he replied. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. By what route shall we attack, he asked. Through the desert of Edom, he answered. So the king of Israel set out with the king of Judah and the king of Edom. After a roundabout march of seven days, the army had no more water for themselves or for the animals with them. What? exclaimed the king of Israel. Has the Lord called us three kings together only to hand us over to Moab? But Jehoshaphat asked, is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord through him? An officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Elisha said to the king of Israel, what do we have to do with each other? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. No, the king of Israel answered, because it was the Lord who called us three kings together to hand us over to Moab. Elisha says, as surely as the Lord Almighty lives, whom I serve, if I did not have respect for the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you or even notice you. But now, bring me a harpist. Bring me a musician. While the harpist was playing, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha, and he said, this is what the Lord says. Make this valley full of ditches, for this is what the Lord says. You will see neither wind nor rain, yet this valley will be filled with water, and you, your cattle, your other animals will drink. This is an easy thing in the eyes of the Lord. He will also hand Moab over to you. The power of music is illustrated in many ways. At least since the philosopher Plato, older generations have complained that the music of younger generations corrupts society in moral and intellectual ways. And that is perhaps a valid concern. After all, we've seen in our own recent history that entire worldviews are communicated in the songs of a particular generation. Sociologists tell us that music brings people together in beautiful and unifying ways. Educators tell us that music facilitates the learning process in children and adults alike. Historians tell us that music has been used on the battlefield to boost morale and give soldiers the emotional strength to fight. Neurologists tell us that music affects the processes of the brain and depending on the music can even make us more intelligent. But God's word also has something to teach us about the power and importance of music. 
The book of Psalms, for instance, is filled with references to instruments and singing, indicating that music has an appropriate place in the worship of our creator. In some cases, music also has spiritual power. Consider the interesting account of David's ministry to King Saul through music. Evidently, the the evil spirit that tormented Saul would, would flee whenever David, serving as court musician, took up his lyre and played for the king. In the account we just heard, the spiritual power of music is put on display as well. Three kings came to the prophet Elisha asking for God's help and God's guidance. Their armies were stuck in the desert facing death before they even arrived at the battlefield to fight Moab. Now, Elisha had no respect for the king of Israel or the king of Edom. But because of the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, he agreed to inquire of God and request God's blessing and provision. As Elisha prepared to receive a prophetic word from God on behalf of the three kings, he said, now bring me a harpist, bring me a musician. What a remarkable thing to say. When Elisha wanted to become more sensitive to the leading and speaking of the Holy Spirit, he requested the help of a musician. We know that Elisha was annoyed when the king of Israel first approached him on this matter. Perhaps this troubled his mind and his spirit. Perhaps he needed to facilitate some God-honoring focus that music has the potential to bring. We don't know the name of the musician, but when the musician played, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and he prophesied, bringing a promise of deliverance for these three kings. As the musician played the instrument, he probably never thought that God would use his notes and melody to bring a great spiritual and military victory. Yet the musician did what he could do, and God used it, and in at least a small way, it helped to change the course of history. Elisha sought to spiritually build himself up through God-glorifying music precisely what Paul encourages us to do in Colossians 3, verse 16 and 17. He writes, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The music that we make, the music that we listen to in worship and life sets a certain atmosphere. It either presents God in all of his majesty or it obscures him and his glory. Therefore, music is not a matter to be taken lightly. It is an art form, and as all art forms do, it communicates something to us about God. Because we are made in God's image, we have a natural attraction to music. It is a gift given to us by God. It is a gift that we are meant to use for God. It is a means by which we can direct praise and glory to God. And we can do ourselves much spiritual good by listening to God-honoring music and by worshiping our great God in song, which is why we are here tonight. 
After all, God himself, as revealed in scripture, is a singing God who loves music. Consider these words from the prophet Zephaniah. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Brothers and sisters, the spirit-filled believer is a song-filled believer. So brothers and sisters, when you have an opportunity, sing out and rejoice because you are making melody with your heart to the Lord your God. And if we listen closely, we may just hear the hosts of heaven answering back with joy themselves. Let's open with prayer.